time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Susan Taylor podcast. Does happiness just happen? More than 2,000 years ago, the great Greek philosopher Aristotle said that happiness is the meaning and the purpose of our life, and the whole aim and end of our human existence is about being happy. And you know, it still holds true today. What is the true purpose of life? if not to live a happy life until we die. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about happiness as being a choice. Negativity can be a habit and keeping us from our happiness. And generosity is the aspect of bringing in happiness to our lives. Did you ever feel like you chase after happiness where happiness is to be experienced somewhere in the future? I know I've done that. You know, happiness was one of those most sought-after goals in life, and yet, for many of us, it seemed to be so difficult. Because it's easy to delude ourselves into thinking, well, when I just have a nice house, I finish my degree, a new car, then I can be happy. Or when I get that job, or when I find the right partner. And the list can go on and on and on, always putting our happiness out in the future. Because we come to realize that the big house or the new car won't actually make you happier. In fact, it might make you more miserable by putting you in a situation that creates stress. Sometimes it takes a life crisis to realize this. For example, we might personally come close to death or get a scare about our health that brings us close to death. Or perhaps a loved one, we miss our loved one or someone comes to their own death. And these kinds of incidences, when they do happen, it dawns on us, we better live in the moment and live with our happiness, because that's all we have is this moment now. But in reality, happiness is available to all of us right now. The most important thing I've learned is that happiness can't just happen. Sometimes people say it does just happen spontaneously, but I find the majority, it really just doesn't happen because it's a choice. Because all happiness lies in the mind field, and the mind field likes to hold on to its old patterns. If they're complaining, if they're complaining again, if they're gossip, if any of these negative patterns keeps us from our happiness. So the mind field does hold on to these kinds of patterns. Maybe not all the time, but the patterns are still underlying. Therefore, we have to decide to make the choice every day to be happy. We all know that sustainable happiness comes from the inside to the outside. It just, it's, it has to come from within and nobody could really teach us that. You know, it's not that fleeting purchase or job promotion because after we get the job or house or whatever we thought we needed to get to be happy, we start our search over again for the next object. Because happiness does come from the inside and no one can give it to us as I just mentioned. We must to come we must we have to come and find it on our own. I've outlined my own concepts about happiness 
and how that has helped me shift the pendulum to really shed light on happiness itself. The first one I came up with is true happiness is born from understanding, an understanding of who we are from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, not saying that I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a salesperson. Any of these titles are not our definition of what makes us happy. We are a person and not separated from everyone else. And that's a key that lies in this. It's from our understanding. You notice that I said we're not separated from everyone else. In other words, the understanding of the term self-righteousness, thinking that we're better or there are other things that are better than what we already have, or someone's not as good as us, or someone's better than us, all of that comes into our understanding of who we are and true happiness comes from that. I remember reading in a quote the Buddha had said, in separateness lies the world's greatest misery and in compassion lies the world's true strength. And that all comes with the idea that we're all part of the whole. No one is separate from anyone else. And when we learn that, we become very, very happy with life. The second I came up with was happiness does not depend on what you have or who you are externally, as I just mentioned. It solely relies on what you think. Negativity is a big one, and it becomes a habit that binds so tightly that it brings the mind into its own misery. We must choose, and this is where happiness is our choice, to create a new habit to override the negative freeway that's firing in our brain. Keep in mind, it's ever so easy to fall into that, you know, if someone says something or we might get a thought, a passing thought that comes through that comes upon us, we take hold of that because it's a habit, right? And it might be something negative that we think about ourselves. And it sends us right down again into that misery. Like all habits, there's something familiar about our habits and the ego does want to maintain it. So I know it sounds ridiculous. How can we be comfortable with sadness or negativity? But believe it or not, we can. People become very comfortable with that. We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. And when the mind is pure, joy will follow. Like a shadow that never leaves, it'll always be there. So the mind must become pure. In fact, we got the most uh, shares on our um, podcast that was Detox the Mind, which I was quite surprised about. But it seems that everyone's searching for that happiness and to make the mind pure and joyful. The third I came up with was a disciplined mind brings happiness. You know, the mind sensory field needs to step back so that we can delineate what's good for us and what's not. It's the power of discrimination and we get that through our meditation training. By way, you know, of our actions, our thoughts and our relationships, we want to be able to have a disciplined mind. We need to be able, as I just mentioned, to discriminate between what is supportive of our life and what is not. And we're able to let go and discard what is not useful to feeding a joyful mind field. The fourth I came up with is happiness is not having a lot. And this is for sure. And many of us have talked about this in our community. Happiness is giving a lot. We already have enough. Any more is not going to make us happy. And we have to always keep that in mind. 
The fifth I came up with was some, sometimes unhappiness comes from being very self-absorbed. There's something narcissistic about it. And when we polish the ego, it means to let go of those concepts. This is me, this is mine, and this makes me happy. And that self-righteousness, that narcissistic behavior does go prevalent when there's a lot of disharmony and a lot of unhappiness in the society. And a way to counteract, you know, this is all about me. I mean, the whole selfie generation and all about your pain and who you are. It's, it's really about being uplift yourself and be generous when you make the choice to give, to love, to be happy. The sixth is obstacles are the norm. You cannot live in the world without obstacles. Living in the world, we're constantly being given obstacles because it comes along the path. Obstacles just come along. It stops where we're moving in a direction, but that happens. So we either go around the obstacle or we sit, we wait for that obstacle to pass and we, or we just change directions altogether. So just know that when obstacles come, it's nothing to be unhappy about. They exist. Seven is when our inner knowledge is well-developed and utilized. And this kind of goes back to number one. We learn that anything in the external world is subject to death and decay. Nothing lasts forever. We spend more time developing outside things in this world with our technology than really addressing the technology on the inside, our spiritual nature. When our inside equals outside, then we will experience happiness. We recognize who we are. We are the user of the objects of the world, not the objects, meaning the body, mind, and ego. So we use our body. We use our mind. Our ego is here to use so that we could identify ourselves, but identify ourselves with the whole, not the individual self. We've not yet built our inner knowledge to the same extent as we've developed our external world. And that's the reason for so much disharmony and unhappiness that exists. The eighth one I came up with is our level of attachment determines how much misery we will experience. I remember Ram Das once said, attachment does bring misery. And what happens is it certainly does. We all know that. We've all experienced this. The more we think something is ours or really want it to be ours, the more we become sad when we don't have it, right? Attachment is defined as our association to an object or a thought. Where we identify our happiness from it you know, I'm happy with this person, or this person, I'm happy. What happens if the person's not there? People aren't going to be there forever. Does that mean our happiness leaves? That's our attachment. Selflessness is non-attachment. And we have to give without expecting anything in return. And if we are bound to these objects, even if they're people, we become miserable when they're gone. We become very sad. We've all fallen into that, even with, with anyone. It doesn't mean we don't become sad when someone passes, but it's how much we've identified our life with that person or with that object or with that, even a pet. How much have we drawn our life around that in the identification I'm talking about here? Number nine, the world is for us to visit, not own all of its objects. You know, we somehow get this idea that this is mine and I want this. And when the desire is not fulfilled, we're miserable. Objects of the world are not ours for ownership. Remember, everything has a beginning and an ending. Make your peace with that and we will all feel happiness and be well and joyful because nothing is here and lasts forever.
And so we're here. We have a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to live life. It's a privilege to be in a body and breathing. Let's just enjoy what we have, but recognize and very difficult. I'm speaking about these things as a process that I've worked with in my life to learn happiness. And you know what? The world is for me to come and visit. It's not to own things and be a part of the whole thing and have it as mine. And the 10th, we already have enough, and I've mentioned that before. Any more is not going to make us happy. Happiness will never come uh, to those of us who fail to appreciate what we already have. And a quote from Buddha, again, was, when we learn to be grateful of everything, including the ability to breathe, life becomes joyful. And I thought that was a beautiful phrase because it's really saying being grateful that we have a life and a body. And once we start that with that gratitude, and there are many, many groups that do this, and it's very true, we become joyful, grateful for what we have. So happiness, it turns out, is not something we go after, as I started, it's something already within us. We just need to clear up some of the clutter to find it. It starts with a healthy body so that we can keep our minds strong and clear, slowly letting go of some of the clutter in the quest to find that true happiness that lies within. It is a work in progress. And there were the things that I just spoke about, the 10 items that really have helped me in working with the community that I work with. And I had said true happiness is born from our understanding of who we are. It doesn't depend on who we think we are, or our labels, and all of the things that we uh, think we should be. It creates, it's something that comes from a very disciplined mind. It's really not having a lot. It's really giving a lot. It's something that shouldn't be deterred by the obstacles that come up. It happens when our inner knowledge is well-developed and utilized. It also happens when our level of attachment is minimized to nothing, and then we're more happy. And it also comes when we don't look at the world as ours, just we're visitors in the world. And again, we already have enough. So I'd like to end with a quote again from the Buddha. If you are quiet enough, you will hear the flow of the universe. You will feel its rhythm. Go with the flow. Happiness lies ahead. Meditation is the key. And I always come back to meditation because meditation is that which introduces you to yourself by allowing you to go inward. And I'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And contact SusanTaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. And thank you again for listening. The Susan Taylor Podcast comes out every week. And until next time, Remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.